Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. Hey, Jordan Harbinger here. Subscribe to the only show that will show you how to apply the world's greatest ideas from the most striking minds. After presenting more than a thousand interviews, I couldn't be more compelled to introduce you to the Jordan Harbinger Show. We've got spies and CEOs, athletes and authors from Kobe Bryant to Malcolm Gladwell, Tony Hawk and Howie Mandel to the chairman of Google, founders of LinkedIn and Instagram, antiquities smugglers, con men, brilliant scientists, national heroes, and even the head of the CIA. Listed as Apple's best of 2018 and countless other awards that, let's be honest, you probably don't care about right now. So come and have a listen for yourself and join me as we exploit the superpowers of the world's most incredible thinkers, amazing achievers, and iconic change makers with their insights delivered right into your mind. You'll get that blueprint of their brilliance each week so that you can learn to live what you listen. Subscribe right now to The Jordan Harbinger Show, available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you're listening now. Napa know-how. Get all the quality parts you need at your locally owned Napa. Because right now, when you order from Napa online, you can pick up curbside at your local store in just 30 minutes. Or get your order delivered direct to your door with free one-day shipping and over 160,000 quality parts when you spend $35 or more. Quality parts delivered quickly and safely. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating stores, standard ground shipping and exclusions apply. Hey everyone, TrueCar has been a proud supporter of Podcast One for years, so we want to partner with them to hear all about your TrueCar experience. And you may even get an Amazon gift card to kick off your summer. So we want to hear all about your TrueCar shopping experience. Send us an email to truecar at podcastone.com and tell us all about your shopping experience with TrueCar. The first 200 people to email will receive a $20 Amazon gift card. So you have to send in your email soon. Again, it's truecar at podcastone.com. We can't wait to hear from you. Napa know-how. This month, Napa's got all kinds of motor oil deals that can save you some serious cash. Like a five-quart jug of Napa full synthetic motor oil for just $16.49. With savings like that, you may start feeling like a VIP. But don't let it go to your head. These oil deals are for everyone. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. General states pricing. Sales prices not include applicable state local taxes or recycling fees. Offer ends 831.20. It's that little chico pitbull, Mr. 305, better said Mr. Worldwide, and I'm here to tell you about my new podcast, From Negative to Positive, brought to you by my friends over at State Farm. I believe that to have success, you got to play the game, so that the game doesn't play you. You know, the biggest risk you take is not taking one. It's very important that you make sure that you make the most out of your money, especially when it comes to insurance. State Farm offers surprisingly great rates. They have great agents standing by helping you personalize your coverage. All this is backed up by award-winning, easy-to-use technology. It's a great price with an even greater service. When you want the real deal, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this special edition of Collider Movie Talk on the 4th of July. Today, we are covering all of the new additions, the folks that were invited to join the Academy. We are running through the full list, talking about the biggest surprises, the people that have us most pumped for the future of film. This is a great episode of the show because we got holiday vibes in the air. And on top of that, we have two great, great people at the desk today, Roth Cornett and Angelique Jackson. 
Oh my. <laughs> I like, can't handle the fact that I'm sitting here with both of you at the same time. This is really exciting. It feels like just like a friend chat. Yes. I like that. I li- that's the kind of vibe we need for just like laid back Fourth of July movie talk, but where we're talking about something very important, very seriously. I promise you. All right. So as I said up top here, 842 people were just invited to join the Academy. They come from 59 countries. There are so many exciting names on this list. We obviously can't run through every single one of them. So we're going to kick off the show by each naming one person that we're, we're going to dub our favorite right now. Roth, you want to take it first? Oh, my favorite of the 800 is... There were a lot that I really loved is the truth, but we need to talk about one. So Jennifer Kent. And the reason why I selected her is not only is she a great filmmaker... Um, I, you guys, I'm sure, are fans of the Babadook. Absolutely. <laughs> um, it, it's, it's interesting for me because I think she signifies what I like a lot um, in this group, which is that there's a, a, a real wealth in terms of a diversity of backgrounds and the type of films people are making. She's more of an independent filmmaker. She's a genre filmmaker in terms of um, horror or thriller. She's also not from the United States. Um, that's neither good nor bad. Happy fourth to everyone. <laughs> it just means that different voices will get get in mm-hmm. there. And what I hope that means, and we'll talk about this a little more in a bit, is that we'll see a wider swath of the kind of films that the Academy recognizes as great. Right now, it's primarily the best film means best drama every year. And what happened to Paddington 2? Seriously. Yeah. Massively snubbed. <laughs> what did happen to Paddington 2? Another reason why I'm really high on Jennifer Kent right now is, yes, I love The Babadook. That year, it was one of my favorite movies that came out. But have you guys seen The Nightingale? Not yet. Whoa. High on the list. What? Yeah. One, she is a phenomenal director. That is not an easy film to make. And she just knocks it out of the park and gets A-plus performances from every single person attached. But the other really cool thing about that project is is she basically kept in mind what everybody thought she was going to do, which is make, you know, a Babadook-ish follow-up to that and went in a completely different direction. That story spoke to her. She knew it was bold, daring. It is not the most pleasant watch. It is a very well-made film, though. And she took a risk because she had something she believed in. She didn't cave to any kind of pressure. She just followed her instincts. And that's something that the Academy needs to recognize, too. 100%. Yeah. All right, Angelique, who do you got? Um, I'm actually also sticking with the theme of not picking an American. Apologies. Uh, Letitia Wright, which actually also kind of feels fitting since she's a Brit and it's the 4th of July. But, you know, <laughs> neither here nor there. Um, but I actually picked her because I love seeing young actors at the beginning of their careers being recognized by the Academy. This is someone who, you know, she's making a comic book film. She broke out, of course, in Black Panther, but she's actually being recognized for her g- larger body of work. The simple fact that, you know, in her first, like, massive breakout year she was actually the top earner at the box office coming in over like 1.5 billion dollars and i just think that it's really nice to see um these young actors coming in because i think it's a it's a nice uh show of the fact that the academy is wanting to skew to this demographic that is a little more um varied in their tastes Mm -hmm. they want to watch and see and be a part of a bunch of different things like she's about to um head to television to work with um john boyega and steve mcqueen um and and that's you know more of a period piece so she's doing a little bit of everything and i just love the idea that the academy sees that and recognizes that and you know got to get some of those young folks in there the young blood yeah it doesn't necessarily 
necessarily speak to someone's, you know, acting ability in her case. But the other thing I like about uh, Letitia Wright and a lot of individuals out there right now, and this is the beauty of social media. I know a lot of times we're like, we got to shut off Twitter. We got to block this <laughs> and that word. There are certain individuals that are out there that are one, celebrating all the films that they're working on, but two, just sending good vibes. Yeah. And she is one of those ones on Instagram where every single time I see a post from her, it is something that winds up brightening my day. And I just like having her name more in the conversation for that reason. No, yeah. totally. I solidly was just like watching some of her acceptance speeches um, from this past year. And they were just the most like inspiring things this morning. I was like, yes, I can go out and just like change the world. <laughs> and I'm like, that's the kind of, like you said, that's what I want out in the universe. So that's like the benchmark of that generation too, right? The idea of like, gen, which because she would be Gen Z or D, is it gen, G? Is it uh, G? She's 25. She, she's, so, I think this yeah, idea of, of opening up and changing the world and full of possibilities um, is what the Academy needs. You know, they've long been criticized for being a bunch of old fuddy-duddies who mm. are out of touch and, and largely that's warranted. Um, and then people have been desperately trying to figure out what to do to get to the Utes, you yes. know? <laughs> and, and it's sort of like, I don't think there's an easy answer. There have been a lot of really bad answers proposed over the last couple of years. Yeah. But hopefully this new class of members has some ideas. Yeah. Some and fresh I, takes. I, th- I think that's probably going to be the case in years to come. And hopefully they continue selecting people like Letitia Wright. We're going to get to that later, too. But I also think this is something where you got to keep the ball rolling and rolling. It's important to make one step every year, but yeah. keep at yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. So sticking with the theme of, I guess, non-Americans at the table. <laughs> <laughs> I with Melanie Laurent, who's yeah. French. Yeah. And part of the reason why I went with her speaks to something that really excites me in the industry overall right now, which I am thankful I find myself talking about over and over, is she was actually accepted through the directing branch. She has directed, I I know one's Galveston and the other, I believe, is called Breathe, I think, if I am right there. But... What I love is when an actor winds up getting, you know, a big role, something that makes them a household name or close to it, or basically just gives them a little weight to swing around that somebody else might not have. And when somebody else carves out opportunities that they might not have had before for themselves or for others, whether it is Melanie Laurent getting herself some directing gigs now, or other names that are coming to mind right now are Octavia Spencer Mm. creating a role, helping create Ma for herself, doing something that she could didn't get before because it didn't exist and then also you think about Olivia Wilde yeah, who I was just, just yeah. gonna say she that. jumped look what yeah. she did with Booksmart the fact so that we great. have people out there right now that have that that A-list status and are using it to benefit the industry and give us more content than we ever have had yeah. before that is something special oh yeah 100% and it's interesting because I'm gonna say some names that that I want to give us a trigger warning, Um, but Kristen Stewart and Rob Pattinson took the cachet that they had after Twilight. Again, let's just be okay. (laughs) Um, But they took it, and what they did was they basically got films made that may not have otherwise been made Mm -hmm. if they were not attached to them, and they made really interesting choices and continue to do so. So I really applaud when actors do that. It's such an important thing. And that was actually something I loved about Melanie, too, was because I didn't think I realized that she was a director. I felt very ignorant once I saw her name there. I didn't. I hadn't seen Galveston, and it made me want to go out and seek out those other things that she's done. Yeah. And I love that about the Academy, that they're recognizing people not necessarily for what they're known for, because that's not really what's important. It should just be for whatever piece of work that they um, 
see as important. But even in this list of people, what's really cool is the thing that I've been most heartened by, which is that you're looking, if you take it from like John Chu, who's done a variety of films, but certainly largely right now is known for a huge, massively successful rom-com, you know, to things like The Writer being in the conversation, which is Mm -hmm. one of my favorite films of last year. It's just tremendous. If you haven't seen it, check it out. We need that. We, we need the full scope of what is considered a good film in Hollywood. Exactly. And I feel like that's what the Academy is finally showing us. They're finally showing us that it doesn't, like you just said earlier, it doesn't just mean a drama. It can mean this superhero film over here or this you know, very straight comedy over here, very you know, broad. It's just a much more broad spectrum, which is the way it should be. Mm-hmm. And just to clarify, Melanie Laurent has actually directed a whole bunch of things. Mm-hmm. Galveston was the most recent. Diving, I missed. Then there's Breathe. And then before that, there was The Adopted, which I also missed. So she's got quite the resume for herself right there. And hopefully she continues, especially now that she's part of the branch. Or assuming she accepts she's part of the branch. That's All right. right. Section Why would number- you not accept? Anyway, I don't throw no, that's a big like question like I a had weird too. Question. I think the only the only individual <laughs> that I'm aware of that didn't accept is Woody Allen. Which okay. <laughs> you know, sounds, that's that, a, that sounds right. I don't I other other than that, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe somebody has personal reasons. If you've ever received an invitation from the Academy <laughs> and you didn't accept, do tell us why in the comment section below. All right. The second segment I want to hit here is the most surprising person you found on this list. Let's start with you this time, Angelique. Um, So there are actually a lot of surprises, including Nick Cannon, but I'm actually going to get into Adele real fast because her big win came for Skyfall in 2012. Um, You know, it's been seven years and Lady Gaga gets her invitation like a year after A Star is Born. So I think a lot of people were like, so why did it take so long for this to kind of come through? Was it... They just weren't inviting just songstresses back then. I have no idea, but I'm very happy to see Adele kind of get in there and hope that maybe we'll get some more of this new music that's hopefully to come in movies. And also because I really thought I swore I saw her in Rocket Man as well. I really was convinced that she was in the cameo in the diner, and I've yet to see any proof of this. So I don't know. Maybe she'll get into acting now that she's you know even closer into the uh, movie world. Yeah, I mean, it does seem like there's a very diverse range of backgrounds too Mm -hmm. and where people are coming at the industry from and that kind of leads me to my surprise choice and this isn't necessarily a surprise except for the fact that whenever I do go through the list of new individuals that were invited to the academy I always get to this section where I recognize names and I get so surprised that they're there but the truth of the matter is marketing and public relations are part of it so I just caught a couple of names that I've worked with pretty regularly over the years and I just got excited and I wanted to give them shout Shoutouts, uh, Steve Beeman, Carol Cundiff, and Sarah Serlin. These are people that have been part of the industry since I first started. And, you know, if you don't have individuals like that that don't give you that shot early on and approve you for an inter, like, who knows yeah. what that would then not have led to that it wound up leading mm-hmm. to. And it's also just working with people like that. I mean, we were talking about this recently on uh, another episode of Movie Talk, just the importance of, of P&A, of marketing your movie, yeah. of having a like a a deep care and concern and understanding of the movie that you're marketing to the public a significant amount of a film's budget goes into marketing you need people who understand the material and really believe in and pour their hearts and souls into it these three individuals i believe do and i'm sure the other names on that part of the list that i am not familiar with i'm sure they do too so it's an important part of the academy that should be recognized agreed 100 percent. i of those three i actually they're all great i know carol the best Mm -hmm. and i've known her the longest she is also just 
appear delight as a human being. So it's one of those moments where you feel a visceral thrill that just someone that you like a lot and that does care very much about the films that she's working on. She's deeply invested in those films, is given this opportunity. So I, I, I don't think about marketing it in a PR either when I think of the Academy. So mm-hmm. it always comes as like, oh, Carol, good for you. <laughs> and think, think and about how key it is yeah. to the Oscars yeah. long term. 100%. I mean, there's people that that's their entire job is, yeah. is around campaigns for Oscar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you look at the way that they really influence it as well, getting the journalists in there, getting this journalist in there early, really being creative, like the campaigns, for example, for us, really getting the buzz going about the movie, the, the people behind Green Book. That was really how Green Book made it to where it did because it, they kept all of us interested in this movie that could have come and gone so easily without a lot of, you know, hubbub. Uh, so yeah, you know, and it's also really nice to like be able to like Facebook message your publicist friends and be like, congratulations, I know an Academy <laughs> member. I wrote Steve immediately after I saw the list, but it is very easy to think about these movies and think about, oh, the headlining actor, and there's tons of other departments, sound, editorial, all that kind of stuff, but I feel like just because they aren't necessarily hands-on with the making of the movie doesn't mean they aren't super valuable to the process of getting something Oscar consideration. So again, a very important branch right here. Roth, last one in the surprising category. What you got? Well, I'm just riffing uh, with your selection here, which is Annie Lennox, which is like, are you kidding me? It's Annie Lennox. <laughs> Show some <Right>? respect. <laughs> like, how was she not an Academy member 40 years ago? I guess it would really be like 30. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think I felt a similar surprise that that just hadn't been taken care of yet. Um, but the more Annie Lennox that we have in the world, I think we can all agree just makes the world a better place. Absolutely. <laughs> Second that big time. All right. The conversation is going to continue, but as always, we have to tell you about all the other content you're getting on Collider. Like, guess what? We've been talking about it for a while. It is live now for you to watch comic book shopping with Jake Gyllenhaal. Check out this clip. for comic book shopping, our first ever international episode, and I'm here with Mysterio himself, Jake Gyllenhaal. What's going on? It's just the beginning of the absurd things I've done in my career. We can fly out of this scene. (laughs) (laughs) Cosmic energy flavor. Cosmic energy flavor. Love it. So we're here at Orbital Comics. We are very far from home, and we're here to promote Spider-Man Far From Home. Are you ready to do some comic book shopping? Totally. Get some comics. All right. So just to let you guys know, there is no movie talk tomorrow, but something super cool is taking its place. A very special episode of For Your Consideration. It's our mid-year show, so we are halfway through the year. What movies from the first half of 2019 could make their way all the way to the Oscar discussion? You can find out if you tune in tomorrow at 3 p.m. PT. Don't forget that. Now we're going to continue the conversation right now because... We're talking about right now all these great individuals that could change the game in the future. But what about when we look at this group as a whole? Because there are so many stats, which you're seeing on the lower thirds right now. But again, the Academy added a total of 842 new members from 59 countries. Then on top of that, 50 percent of the new members are women and 29 percent are people of color. So what does this all add up to in the end? 
Well, I mean, that was really the Academy's goal. The Academy's goal was to create more gender parity and to increase the number of people of color in the organization. And they are very quickly moving towards that goal. And we saw that last year. And they just they kind of doubled down on it even more this year by having this first class that was equally male and female. Um, and I think that for me, when I was looking specifically at the list of the writers, when you have people, these like bigger names like uh, Kay Cannon, uh, Liz Hanna, um, uh, even uh, Julian Flynn, you know, you see these people that you know for being writers. I love the fact that the writers branch, the directors branch, uh, what it was like 10 of the 17 branches or something like that, had more women than men uh, be asked by be invited to join the academy. I think that's mostly important uh, because. Seeing more high-profile women, seeing more women in general in these uh, positions, really, of power, just lends itself to the idea that their films and films about, you know, their, the subject matter that they're interested in, preferably, you know, stories about women, will be getting real serious consideration at the Oscars. When you have something like Booksmart, it's not going to get totally just, you know, annihilated because there's a bunch of people that are like, I don't get it. Mm -hmm. There are people in the organization that clearly get it. And it's important that they embrace that right now because part of the reason why there wasn't that kind of influence in the Academy beforehand is because... When you get one of these invitations, your entire resume is looked at, your entire body of work, and you're assumed to have hit a certain status. And when you don't have those kind of opportunities ever available to you, how do you ever expect to hit that level so you get the invitation? So it is so important that they are extending them to these people who have, I mean, really, a lot of the people on this list have earned that long ago. Oh, yeah. Kay, uh, Kay Cannon, I worship, first of all. She's a comedy writer. If you guys are not familiar, she is hilarious. Um, and Gillian Flynn as well, in a very different way. She wrote Gone Girl. Um, I'm sure you guys are familiar with that. And um, just a little bit. <laughs> yeah. So so I think what's interesting, too, is just what we're getting at is that the intention is clearly to update the perspective of the Academy to reflect the viewing audience more and reflect the community of creators more. And then also the secondary, I think, goal is to open more doors, right? So the more some, we see something, the more we accept that that is normal. Does that make sense? So like yeah. the more that we see people represented the more we accept that it's normal that 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 is that Mm -hmm. is part of life and and you can be a writer and you can be a director like you when you're a young child you view your your range of possibilities for a career by what you know to be real in the world when i was a little kid i said i wish i could watch movies and tv for a living but i didn't think that was real look at me now (laughs) (laughs) you know i feel like we were probably all the same Uh, 100 percent like who thought you could watch movies and tv i think i was saying that very regularly until very recently. And I'm like, oh, it is a real job. Oh, I'm still telling my parents it's a real job. Yeah, Yeah, it's a real job. I mean, it's definitely not a real job, but still, we're very, very blessed to get to do that. So that, but I also can't emphasize enough that the wider scope of genre is so important mm-hmm. um, because I think my one of my big frustrations um, with the way that we perceive prestige is that it's very genre specific, which doesn't make a ton of sense to me. Something can be a great film if it's a family film, if it's a sci-fi film, if it's a comic book film, um, if it's an independent drama. All uh, It's a broad comedy, mm-hmm. and they are just fully dismissed, not at all acknowledging the craftsmanship that it mm-hmm. takes, particularly 
particularly around things like uh, the things that we consider comic book or comedies are just dismissed. And it takes a lot of craftsmanship to make a great comedy. It's Mm -hmm. not easy to do. Think about how we cover certain stories, too, when they come out. It's like the second you hear a certain director's name paired with a certain actor's name and a topic, you're like, oh, that's an Oscar Oscar package right there. And, you know, we're still going to do that. And that kind of gets at the one point that I wanted to bring up. One thing that I was reading online, it said... If all the invitations are accepted, female membership will rise to 32% from 31%, according to the Academy, and the percentage of minority members would remain 16. So even though this is a big step in a good direction, it's very important to know that like, just because, because you tick this box this year doesn't mean, oh, like we're done and we can move on and all be happy and equal. Like, no, this is an issue that we need to slowly chip away at and really... In the end, it's going to benefit everybody because the more people who get opportunities, the more people who say they're a part of the Academy could maybe lead them to more opportunities. And before we know it, we are going to get so many different stories from so many different perspectives, so many different genres based on a certain individual's interest. So it is in benefit of all of us movie lovers to have the widest, most diverse Academy voting Academy possible. So yeah. this is all going to add up to a lot. We just got to keep, keep it going. Yeah, yeah just keep that step. ball rolling. <laughs> Like a snowball. <laughs> yes. Keep it going. Yeah. I mean, I think there's been so many times, too, when, you, when you're making, I think, a point that's very important, which is that when a door opens for you, you and you walk through it, you're able to bring someone else with you. I love um, that. And I love that visual, too. Yeah. That's the greatest gift. That's really the greatest gift. If, like, even whatever small way you can do it, if you're able to open it up for somebody else, um, that's pretty incredible. I don't yeah. think... Oh, you I mean, No, I was going to say, I, like, we were kind of talking offline about Nisha Ganatra, the yeah. director of yes. Night Night. Yeah, yeah. And that's actually what she told me in my interview about the movie, was, like, the fact that Mindy like pegged her to do her first big film um, that she had written was really important because she has all of these opportunities from being a star, from being known as a writer and, and as a comedian, but to choose another woman of color to be the director of her movie was really important uh, to Nisha. So I thought that was awesome. I don't think there's a better point to wrap this conversation on. And also, if you have not seen Late Night, I highly recommend it. Not enough people have seen that movie. But before we say goodbye to everybody, because it is a holiday, we have one Twitter question that I want to hit right now. I'm putting you guys a little bit on the spot. <laughs> J. Scott for real is asking in honor of the 4th of July and fireworks. What are your favorite on screen explosions? <laughs> I, I'll oh, start man. to give you guys time to think. And also because everybody's going to know that this is a likely answer for me. And it's Independence Day <laughs> when Russell Case flies into the alien ship and it all just like blows up around him. I really think that movie has such a special place in my heart. You can't have 4th of July and not bring that up. I guarantee you by the time you watch this episode of Movie Talk, I've listened to the president's speech maybe 10 times over. That's like literally how I start my 4th of July. Can we watch it together? Can we like have like a 4th of July Independence Day party? I think that would be really I fun. will never say no to more of that movie. I will say no to Resurgence, but oh, no. not yes. the Resurgence First never one's happened. amazing. Like, yeah, exactly. We just, it is good. like the Godfather 3. We don't speak of that. Yeah, unless Mae Whitman was in it, it didn't happen. I'm so happy we're on the same wavelength with that one. I have such a massive um, Roland Emmerich soft spot. It's the weird, like I really do. I could watch his him destroy things 
just set to like Philip Glass in a uh-huh. sequence. I could sit through three hours of that and I would be so happy. Um, but I think because you've chosen Independence Day so wisely, I will go with an uh, uh, Expendables 2 mm. um, very early on in the movie, which is such an underrated, amazing camp comedy. Yeah. I love that movie. It's hilarious. There's a moment very early on in the film where just heads are just exploding. Do you remember? So over the top and ridiculous and amazing. If you just want a fun heads exploding on, off of body sequence, <laughs> and then the greatest character ever to grace uh, the silver screen, which is Gunner, uh, played by none other than Dolph Lundgren in a cave, trying to figure things out as the MIT genius that he is. That riffing from his real life. He was an MIT genius. He is in Mensa. Dolph Lundgren. Expendables. This became an Expendables too. <laughs> this episode brought to you by Expendables too. I really appreciate oh your passion for that movie. I'm impressed. <laughs> it's so funny. I thought he liked the Expendables, and I feel like I know literally nothing about that movie now. I definitely didn't know he was in Mensa. Um, it feels Dolph be- is in Mensa. I know. That's what yeah. I, I had no. I literally had no idea. Yeah. That's really. That's really interesting. Yeah. Um, typically, I would have. I guess I, I don't want to also pick Independence Day because for me, it's then when it's like kind of when the spaceship has crashed and and Jeff and Will dun, are like walking dun, dun, away dun. with the with the with the cigars, walking towards their family and their their wives run and jump on them. Um, so I don't know. I'm trying to think if there's something good from like Fast and Furious. There's my nothing other wrong with franchise. Double Independence Day if you want to yeah. go that route. Fourth of July. Like I'm sorry. Are there other movies? I mean, there's some great there's some great Die Hard explosion moments. Um, what, what what are great? What are there, like the greatest explosions in movies? I mean, I feel like my brain is going through a lot of my favorite action movies right yeah, now. Yeah. I'm sure there's a great explosion. I'm specifically not thinking of in Mad Max Fury Road because yeah. oh, that yeah, thing. Probably. I just go back to so much imagery in that movie. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, but there's the 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 iconic explosion of slowly walking away from an explosion. Yeah, I have a really so bad often. example. <laughs> yeah. So okay. you guys all know how I feel about Scream. There's an explosion in Scream 3, which will always have a place in my heart. Oh my it gosh. is the house scene when yes. the mask comes out yes. and the paper's lit up. <laughs> oh, I have one. <laughs> um, okay, Mr. and Mrs. Smith, when the house explodes... Um, at the end of, uh, after they've had their, like, really fun, like, gunfight that leads to, like, you know, hot, sexy Brad and Angelina time, uh, then the uh, house explodes after the uh, their rival spy organizations come to try and finish the job. Oh, no. Yeah. Now we've started this. Now my brain is exploding with more explosions. <laughs> and just because Devin Sauer was in the office recently, I have to go back to Final Destination 1 yes. because the Miss Luden death scene is one of my favorites in all of Final Destination at the end her house explodes so okay. i could throw that one in too that one's pretty right. solid <laughs> any any movie. last minute explosions before we close out this episode of movie talk no i think we've hit some very <laughs> important explosions all right the best, uh, the best explosions <laughs> in cinema history no, there, but there's like not a single michael bay all right guys that is a wrap on our july 4th edition of collider movie talk roth angelique thank you guys so much for coming in today seriously it <laughs> delighted me more than you know to have you both on the show as always adam in the booth your hard work is so greatly appreciated to everybody out there thank you for joining us today i hope your holiday is filled with good company good barbecue some safe fireworks guys Seriously, keep it safe out there because you know what you should be doing tomorrow after you indulge today. You should be watching FYC at 3 p.m. PT. And then guess what? Movie Talk is back on Monday, 3 o'clock live. We'll see you then.
Napa know-how. Get all the quality parts you need at your locally owned Napa. Because right now, when you order from Napa online, you can pick up curbside at your local store in just 30 minutes. Or get your order delivered direct to your door with free one-day shipping and over 160,000 quality parts when you spend $35 or more. Quality parts delivered quickly and safely. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating stores, standard ground shipping and exclusions apply. Stay little chico, pit bull, Mr. 305, better said Mr. Worldwide. And I'm here to tell you about my new podcast, From Negative to Positive. Brought to you by my friends over at State Farm. I believe that to have success, you got to play the game. So that the game doesn't play you. You know, the biggest risk you take is not taking one. It's very important that you make sure that you make the most out of your money, especially when it comes to insurance. State Farm offers surprisingly great rates. They have great agents standing by helping you personalize your coverage. All this is backed up by award-winning, easy-to-use technology. It's a great price with an even greater service. When you want the real deal, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. 